0: Such a pleasure to be here,
1: Bobby. I'm so happy that you invited me. Thank you.
0: Well, I'm happy to have you here. You have been a shining star in my online education and group education journey uh, for most of 2020, as long as I've known you. You've, you've just given so much of yourself to the communities that we're in, and you just have this great brilliance about you. So I'm happy to share you with the world. Ooh, it makes me feel so good that you say that. Sometimes you need this reminder, right? Well, I, I was talking last night on Facebook and as I was telling people, I'm trying to follow Natalia's an rules and look at the dot. I mean, you made that video, what, six months ago about looking into the camera. Oh, you mean the camera, the lens of the camera. Look
1: at the lens of the camera. I know it's so tempting because then we want to look at the image of the person, right? Which is what I'm doing now. I want to see how you look, your smile, you know, your reaction. But we can shift, you know, to the lens of the camera again and go back, uh, which is the same uh, we do in a live room. We are not staring at one person all the time. We're going to scare them. We shift. (laughs) to all the people so it will feel that way when we are looking at the lens
0: and looking down um well techniques storytelling techniques but it was memorable and it was very nice of you to share that with us so that was the moral of the story well why don't we kick us kick off with uh tell tell my people about you where are you from what do you do get us going um That is a big question for me, you know,
1: (laughs) it's a question that I can't never answer with just one sentence because, um, well, I hold a British passport. (laughs) I'm in England. My mom is English, but I grew up in Argentina and I was born in Sweden, right? And I love Chinese culture. All right. So I'm a citizen of the world. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. And uh, at the moment, I'm in the Isle of Wight, uh, England, UK.
0: Does that mean you're locked up at the moment that we're recording this? Are you guys still on serious lockdown?
1: Yeah, I'm locked down, but I'm free
0: inside. Oh, that's a good way to look at it. I love it. Yeah. So what do you do? This is about entrepreneurship, right? So do you want to tell people what your magic superpower is? Um
1: people. I help entrepreneurs, heart-driven entrepreneurs, course creators, coaches dial in the signature story so that they get to the core of their mission and they have a story attached to it that is a testament to what they stand for. And it's a story that empowers themselves and empowers others around them. Uh, right? Because people know you through your story, right? Like I'm here supporting you because I know a little bit of your story, Bobby, like how you managed to recover from gambling is such a massive thing. And through your story, other people that are going through that, that are struggling with that, they know that they have a choice. So actually just today, this thing came to me when you have a voice, you have a choice and you help other people realize that they have a choice. And so that's the power of storytelling. So there are three ways in which storytelling can massively uh, increase the power and impact of your business, your coaching business, your teaching business. First, you are really going to connect with people, reach their hearts and engage your right audience through your story uh second am i am i screaming here (laughs) i get so it'll
0: it'll be fine you're not second
1: (laughs) i do get light up with this second you're gonna be able to teach like a pro when you teach through stories you really deliver transformations to your people and third last but not least you're going to be able to sell like a pro because when you share your story it is just like it's effortless to sell and we need to sell in any circumstance i realized that how important selling was when i became a teacher but when i became not this type of teacher that i'm now when i became a classroom teacher imagine in a state school having a completely disengaged audience like mm-hmm. there you need to be able to sell and you do that through a story because it's not only about uh, delivering to people what they what they need what they want what they love but I think people um, connect when there's something that gives meaning to them meaning that their life has a purpose. So when you share your story, and you share what you stand for, the struggle you've been through, and then the light that you've seen, and you share what you stand for that made you realize that and have that success, then people feel more connected with you, because they feel that with you, they are, going, they, they are going to find something stable. This person stands for something. I trust this person. I'm going to follow this person. That is what I believe.
0: That's why I became a storyteller and I want to give people a voice. I love that. I love that. So was it the school teaching that became your story in storytelling? Like, what's your story? How do you... How do you convey that? Like what got you into storytelling? Was it because of the teaching?
1: Um, well, actually I realized that um, all my life I've been involved in, um, in selling. Let's talk about selling, right? Like um, first selling theater tickets because I, I've been in drama for more than 20 years. I have that background. Uh, driving traffic to my own restaurant, my own family restaurant. I would always be the one speaking there, driving the traffic. And then uh, selling advertisements for a media company that I worked for many years, uh, that um, is a media that reports facts and uncensored news. So I've always been Speaking up and promoting things that have meaning, right? But I realized that it was tough for me to speak up about what I deeply felt and what I believed in. And it wasn't until um, now. I'm gonna I'm gonna shift to to this part of the story because. Um, Of course, I have a background in in storytelling, in classrooms, in teaching through story. But um, let me share with you uh, my recent story, Bobby, uh, which is what led me to be here with you, really. Uh, A year ago, I walked away from seven and a half years of an abusive marriage. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Psychological physical and financial abuse. I would either be locked in the bedroom or locked out of the house, depending on the state of mind of my ex-husband. And over those seven and a half years, I became so weak. I felt that there was no choice. I had lost my voice. I was not speaking about what was happening to me. And it wasn't until I had the guts, really, I have to say this, it was very tough to speak about what I was going through and reach out to my family, then I realized that I had a choice. And it was my sister-in-law at that time, she's Chinese, that shared with me some stories of ancient heroes that gave up everything for what they believed in. And it was at that moment that a veil was taken from my eyes. And I realized that I had a choice. I saw myself outside of myself, and I felt no one, in the world under any circumstance should allow themselves to be manipulated and silenced. I have to speak up, I have to tell the story. And that's when I walked away. And uh, as a punishment for walking away, I was left with uh, no home. All my life savings were taken away from me and the chance of a family, right? Uh, So I had nothing but I had nothing to lose.
0: Ah.
1: (laughs) And it was the first time that, with the little money that I managed to keep in my pocket, the first time that I would choose what I did with that money. And I chose to invest it in my self-development because I wanted to become the best version of myself, so that I could share my story and also give a voice to others that need to share their stories. And I felt this unstoppable feeling, Bobby, you know, (laughs) we are in this journey of self-development and entrepreneurship, and I felt this unstoppable feeling. So storytelling for me was the answer because I had been doing that and I had been training many people and many teachers before. So I founded Unstoppable Storytellers, and I figured out how to teach all I knew online. And and I started giving a voice to others that really needed it. And so um, I feel that before I was locked inside my house, and I was silenced and weak, and now during lockdown, <laughs> I found <laughs> my freedom and I found my voice. It's so interesting. And, uh, and I'm telling this story because um, it is a reminder of, for myself of who I am, of wh- where, where I come from in this journey and what I stand for. I want to be there for others. And in order order to be there for others, I need to be the best version of myself. But also I need to speak up and I need to tell my story. So through this story, people know that they have a choice. Through your story, Bobby, they know that they have a choice. Yeah. When things seem impossible.
0: Yes. I think it comes down to, and I am like, very sorry to hear your story. Like I can't even imagine being in that position, especially for that amount of time. And I'm, I'm a person who can have gratitude for the past to show because the world does need you to tell your story. So I can appreciate that part. I just, I feel very sad for everything that goes along with that.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: So you're giving a lot of people hope and strength by sharing your story. Sorry, Um, Oh my
1: God, you're so beautiful. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice. You know, I never thought that I could inspire others through this. When you're in the middle of of that situation, of that struggle, you don't see a way out and you never see yourself as someone that could inspire others.
0: You're you're 100%- suddenly,
1: you find your story this is the power of story. You find your story, you find what you stand for, you find the story that goes around it, and you're empowered, and then you share it in whatever way, and you feel that it touches other people, and that gives you such encouragement, And, and, and uh, because that's ultimately what we want to do. We want to always come out of darkness into light, from from oppression into the sense of freedom. And we want others to experience that as well. So um, now, after all of this struggle I've been through, I feel that suddenly my life has congruence.
0: Mm. That's... Yeah. That's so amazing. And you're so powerful when you talk about this, which is which is evidence to your storytelling ability. Um, yeah, I tell you, for me, even though I thought I knew what I was doing <laughs> the last, say, year and a half, or even, you know, it's going to be four years soon that I haven't placed a bet. And I'm, I'm a pretty big proponent that Not gambling and recovery are two different things, right? So I don't, even though I was recovering and working on it, I still think that there was a big shift for me the last year and a half. And that shift started when I started my first podcast and started that exposure to opening up to the world and going through the stuff. And when COVID hit, recording twice a day, talking about every emotion, every high, every low, just trying to imagine People can understand like the liquor stores stayed open, right? Because if someone is a drinker and they don't get alcohol, they can literally die, right? From detox. People don't understand that it's very similar in gambling. It's not a physical death, but it's a cellular level. And all these people that might've been at the casino every day or betting every single day are now locked in their houses, right? And their their brains and their bodies just don't know what to do with it. So that was kind of who in my head, I was imagining these people crawling the walls in their houses and and like, what do I do? How do I survive this pandemic and all that stuff? And it's true. And I didn't think about it. And, And you're kind of reminding me that that is the motivation, whether it's a conscious motivation or not. And I feel like I'm a better person. When I'm positioned to help other people, like it's a whole different way of living. I mean, I've always defined myself as self-centered and um, now I like to think of it as self-devoted because I have to take care of myself or I can't help other people, you know? Yes,
1: absolutely. I I, I respect that because I also needed to respect myself to, to be more powerful serving others. And I was always devoted to others, but I was not devoted to myself. So I absolutely love what you're saying, and I support that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And through that is the personal development that you mentioned. Do you want to share maybe some examples of what you've done to do the work to go from this lowest point with just a couple bucks in your pocket to thriving and shining up, you know, shining and showing up the way that you do?
1: Wow. Yes, of course I want to share. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Like, uh, I I really need to thank my brother for this because he has been the eye opener in my journey. Of course, I mentioned my sister-in-law, which is his wife, Chinese wife, which is an incredible storyteller. You know, she's got it within her. She tells stories of her culture ancient culture, um, China. Um, but my brother was the one that introduced me to all these things that really change your mind, the way you think. Uh, the first thing that he introduced me to, uh, which is 17 years ago, is my spiritual practice, which is called Falun Dafa. It's what I've been practicing for the last 17 years, meditation and principles of truth, compassion, tolerance. That has been what really changed my life. And when I uh, left this abusive marriage last year, um, I reached out to him and um, I left Argentina, flew and arrived here in the UK and I lived with him and my sister-in-law and my three nephews. And so there, my brother introduced me to so many things that opened my mind. And the first thing, it was the book Think and Grow Rich. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know these things, Bobby. You know, uh, you're, you in America are so privileged because you're exposed to such incredible uh, thought leaders that I was not exposed to when I was in Argentina. Like none of this existed. Tony Robbins, like who is that person? I didn't know that he existed. Uh, I didn't know who Dean Graziosi was. Uh, And so my brother first introduced me to think and grow rich. I had this concept that money was evil, right? But this concept of richness that Napoleon Hill introduces is completely different. It's it's abundance in all senses, in your your mind capacity, your brain capacity, in your virtue capacity. Um, And uh, it helps you realize that if you um, have more riches, you can make a bigger impact in the world because... Uh, being poor is evil, <laughs> that's, that's the concept that they they share and it's so difficult to you know, readjust your mind to that, but really the, the scarcity mentality is what causes so much suffering. So uh, that thought really helped me because I had nothing, I needed to expand my mind to abundance because I didn't want to fall into um, a a job that would keep me as a slave and would allow someone else to rule my thoughts, you know, in, in, in 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 a traditional job setting. And because I had this opportunity for having lost everything, I didn't want to lose that opportunity. It was like my chance to do something for myself. And so that was the first thing. And then he introduced me, to uh, Dean, he said, "Hey, there's this course. You know, he's gonna teach you how to extract your your passion and turn it into a profit. Uh, do it. You know, you you got the time and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and whatever he says, I trust him. And uh, and I got in in." Um, was March or April? April. And it was actually, yeah, probably end of March, April. I know I graduated May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. (laughs) You
0: That's impressive because that was a lot of stuff to go through in a very short period of time. That's amazing. It was because that course gives you um, the
1: mindset and it gives you exercise after exercise. And of course you can listen passively, but that would make you an info junkie, right? <laughs> we don't want that. No. We want action. So I would learn and take action, do all the exercises. Because I was exposed to this concept of improving your mindset and coaching for the first time in my life. So it was so powerful that I did everything and had such breakthroughs. That I felt unstoppable, really. And being exposed to Tony Robbins and then doing UPW, like all these things that you guys have there in America <laughs> that I didn't know existed. And I did it in this virtual fashion and and together with a community with people like you and other individuals, like-minded individuals with with a with positive high frequency energy really lifts your spirits and your vision and you can achieve so many things when you're holding hands with people like
0: this absolutely you you said a couple things and what i'll do is i'm going to make sure that the kbb resources are with this video like we'll put it in the podcast notes so people have the resources to what we're talking about I'll be honest though, I didn't really know who Tony was either until this last year. Oh. I heard I actually to be honest, I didn't like him. And here is why. A few years ago one of the kids in our kids, he was a young guy. He was in our gambling recovery group and he was doing pretty well and he showed up and he participated and and I have a soft spot for the youth because the first time I quit gambling was in my 20s but it didn't stick. And I always tell them this story, to your point, the story about being in a GA meeting and this 40-something-year-old lady talking about losing her 401k and all the money that she had. And I remember sitting in that meeting going, well, that'll never be me. I got this. Fast forward 20 years and I've gambled away my 401k and everything else. So I always shared that story with the the younger folks that came in. So he leaves and he goes to California to a Tony Robbins event, and he comes back and he's like, "I'm cured," and he quit coming coming to the group. So wow. I felt like Tony stole him from us. That was my that wow. was my first impression. I'm like, "This is Tony Robbins guy. Why why is this kid not coming back?" Like, so it was very selfish, of course, because I missed him. And um, the the hope and watching him flourish and what he contributed to the group. So that was my first exposure. So I didn't really get the whole Tony thing. Um, so it was new to me too, even though I was American, uh, but you're right. Oh, I think everybody here does know who he is or has a good idea. <laughs>
1: but, yeah. yeah Yeah, but having, having said that, I really feel, because it, when uh, when you listen, when you're exposed to Tony, you, you hear that, um, He's repeating himself again and again. He tells the same stories again and again. And uh, well, that makes it stick, really. And, and if you do UPW, you go through that experience and it's just incredible. But what I feel that really made me advance in this game and the people that I see from this community that we we, we are in that advance are the people that took action that did not stay in the info junkie mode because uh, now that we are all online, there's a lot of this uh, self-development uh, uh, courses out there. And, and you feel, oh, I need to learn more. I need to know more in order to, uh, you know, eventually take action and no way. You just learn one thing and implement, get inspired and just just go out there and do it. And I'm saying this for myself as well, because, because I've been, <laughs> of course, I got my course out there and I'm helping people. But um, I have been delaying my impact for quite some time. And, um, and yesterday I put a date to the um, launching of, uh, of my Facebook group where I'm going to be teaching um, storytelling skills, strategic storytelling skills for free. Right. Um, Just to help the community and and to help them know me right to know what I do and they decide if they want to work with me, if it if it works for them. But um, but I put a date. Right. And and it's uh, and it's January the 18th and. um, And no matter when you're listening to this uh, podcast. Uh, that's going to be open for you. So you can jump in to this free group whenever you want. And it's called Your Story, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, people can't hear, but if they are watching you, they can watch that you just sneeze. (laughs) So the, (laughs) the, the private Facebook group is called Your Story Sells, Strategic Storytelling Skills for Entrepreneurs. You're welcome to join in.
0: If you're an entrepreneur, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I, think, I think you said something too. The teachers, there's business owners. It, if it works for everybody to engage, I'm not sure that you're limited to just entrepreneurs. Well, I mean, in this, um, I, I have another
1: group that is for language teachers. Okay. So the, um, the, the skill set is similar, but is not the same. Right. The strategies will be different for language teachers, for, for teachers of English as a foreign language, which is it's it's always, you know, they always struggle to make people learn the language. Is especially when we are adults, we are stepping into new shoes and all the confidence we had in our language when we are speaking suddenly is completely lost because we don't have the words. So if you do it through storytelling, it really uh, helps students stand up, move and, uh, and just they understand the story anyway and, and they start speaking very fast. So I have another group for this uh, public, uh, which is called unstoppable storytellers. Um, but if you are, um, if you wanna dial in more the marketing aspect and really sell your services, engage a community and get all the, the, the latest tips because I have partnered up with, a, I have partnered up actually with a, <laughs> one of the biggest Tony Robbins video uh, marketer. Uh, so I'm getting some of the latest tips, right? To, to engage and to, and to create videos that convert. So if you're a course creator, if you're a coach, if you're a hard driven entrepreneur and you want to stand out from the crowd, become instantly magnetic so that people love you, trust you and want to buy from you, then that's the group for you. And if you want to engage your right audience, teach powerfully, and sell uh, in a way that comes from the heart, then this is a group for you. And But you can engage with me. Uh, I'm, I'm really open for personal engagement. Uh, you can engage with me on my Facebook uh, profile, my, my private Facebook profile. Uh, for now, it's open, right? <laughs> in the future, yep. if I'm really successful, maybe... it'll be closed okay so for now you can engage my name is natalia Nutting, so natalia ends with a it's just like natalie but with an with an a in the end and Nutting is n-u-t-t-i-n-g so just send me a a message i'm i'm still available i'm
0: friendly (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah i love that and yes we will make sure that all your contact information is at everybody's fingertips you touched on two big things that if you still have a couple minutes, I'd love to dive into a little further with you.
1: Of course, Bobby.
0: And I think maybe I'm repeating them for the listeners out there because they were two of the, you said two things that I struggled with as well. The first is falling into the learning trap and, and going after all that information. So if, if you're out there listening um, and you have, it, it's almost like, the old jokes, you know, if you're signed up for more than one course, um, you're going to, you're going to be paralyzed essentially, or you could get paralyzed. I thought of myself as quite the action taker. And I was involved with way too many things the whole time. Now I've turned it into a positive because I can give those trainings to my virtual assistant team and they can help the entrepreneurs if they're from those different communities. So wow. there's-
1: I love that, Bobby. Yes. I need a
0: virtual assistant. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what everybody says. It's, it's amazing. That's, you know, that's what prompted my action and my shift. You kind of got to listen to what what's going on around you. Um, so, so that was a value to me. But if I was trying to execute everything that I learned, um, it's a, there's a lot of great coaches and a lot of great content and a lot of great courses out there, but it can be very stifling. So I wanted to really call that out. And thank you for bringing that up. And then Natalia this money stuff, this money stuff, you hit it on the head. We can't, we can't serve if we don't have money. It's kind of that same taking care of ourselves premise, right? Is that the way you feel about it? Like you, you just need to be sustainable.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So For me, that was another 2020 objective was going, I actually took some masterminds about how to shift that money mentality. I didn't, I didn't get it all just by reading the book, which, oh, by the way, 2020 was the first time I read Thinking Grow Rich too. So I'm I'm loving all this. What a
1: book. My goodness. What a book.
0: Well, I was anti-entrepreneur and someone who, I was on somebody else's podcast yesterday, And I said that to her, I was like, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. And she's into the law of attraction. And she says, well, the universe didn't know you didn't want to be an entrepreneur. The universe just heard you saying entrepreneur, entrepreneur, entrepreneur. I'm like, okay, fair point. That's what I believe in. So that was kind of, that was kind of fun. So I I just wanted to readdress those two things. You did a great job calling them out, but it's just so crucial because if people are out there listening and they have their story to, sh- to share, if they can't get past the mindset around money, or if they're learning, learning, learning and not executing, 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 no one has a chance to hear their story, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we fall into a trap of wanting, wanting it to be perfect. I, I fall into that as well. Uh, that, that's um because I saw myself as an action taker messy action taker but that doesn't happen all the time there's a point and I realized this when suddenly things started to grow a little bit bigger and there were more possibilities and people started seeing me as an authority in my field whoa I felt Now, anything I say has to be perfect. Otherwise, they're gonna say I'm crap. Sorry about that. But uh, it's like.
0: (laughs) It's mild. We've had the F bomb on here.
1: (laughs) And uh, that's about the worst uh, word I I use. Um, But I think that that doesn't make you relatable. When you're perfect, then no one wants to be around you because you're already perfect and it's unachievable. But if you have flaws and you're open to share them, uh, then people really like you. Like when you say, I don't know, I have this amazing coach, which I paid the money I didn't have. And I invested in him because he said, I don't know. And I said, oh, I can trust this guy. You know, he's humble enough to say, that he doesn't know when he doesn't know something, right? So he goes out there with what he knows, but, but there's a, a bunch of stuff that you will never know. You, you can never be perfect in, 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 in any field you choose because we are only humans and we are learning. We keep on learning all the time, so that falling into that trap of being perfect before you take action—it's a very silly trap.
0: I, uh, I don't recommend. <laughs> so may I may I ask you? I think what I heard you say was you invested in a coach that you didn't even have the money for. Um, mm-hmm. So how did you come to that decision? Tell me what that looks like or or share with folks what that looks like. Wow,
1: this is amazing. Well, this this coach gave me the opportunity to pay in installments. So I know that in the future, thanks to his coaching, I will be able to make uh, the money to pay him and more, you know, he made me see that. And uh, what was uh, wonderful about this coach, it was that... um, uh, at the moment when I reached out to him, I was struggling because I could see um, that I was following. Suddenly, I found myself following the same patterns that I had been following before on my seven and a half years of an abusive marriage. Um, I shared with you the story of how I found this strength and freedom and my voice but when when things started to go big and I partnered up with um, with these big people that do big things you know suddenly I felt that I needed to comply with their format Uh, and suddenly I found myself a little bit submissive and I was losing my own voice and my own way of, of teaching. And I stopped teaching my community. I stopped um, delivering what I knew to my community because I thought it was not good enough. Now I needed to learn like what really works, what the gurus know. And uh, I, was, uh, I was scared, I was stuck because I was not being myself and I was not speaking up. I was not talking to my community with what I knew. And I stumbled into this coach that did not give me answers, did not tell me what I needed to do. This coach simply told me that I already knew everything, that it was already within me. And this coach was extracting from me myself, you know allowing me to be myself and to find, again, the strength in myself. And, um, and uh, it was a newfound confidence that I discovered. And I, that's when I realized, oh, my goodness, it's true. I don't need to depend on anyone else externally. I don't need to take more courses. I just need to take action. And so that's the only thing that this coach is helping me do, take action. Love Don't it. take any more courses, take action. And what he says is, earn your right to learn. <laughs> it's like, before you go learn things, earn your right, first take action in what you
0: already know. Um, so that's the little story. Well, what I want to applaud you on is especially coming from that environment that could be very demoralizing, take away your belief in yourself, your strength, that marriage really would have messed with your head. And you found the strength and the belief in yourself. And you knew enough that you should make that investment in yourself. Like you believed in yourself enough. That is amazing. And I, I, that's another thing I want everybody to hear what you're saying is, to have the courage to do that, I mean, it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly brilliant, but I don't know that people necessarily connect to that sometimes. Do you agree?
1: Yes, I agree. Uh, but it's good to hear this because you might stumble into this experience, and when you do, you might remember these stories. And they might help you realize that you have a choice.
0: Yes, I love that. You have a choice. Uh, yeah, finding a good coach can be so helpful. I, I had one and I should have known early on. You, you said it so well. And, and I'll call it out that people should actually investigate their coaches a little to understand what they're getting into. But you said your coach pulled what was within you out. And I had a coach that was trying to push me in his direction. That was good for him. And I didn't see that at first. And I, oh, I'm getting like the pit in my stomach from that experience. (laughs) Um, So um, I'm an absolute believer that you should do it. Take the chance on yourself, believe in yourself. Cause right. You have control over everything. Whether you take action, whether you keep learning, we ultimately have our own control yeah you are your best authority like when you when you really do what you listen to
1: your guts and you do what your guts tell you that's the best decision because we have so much wisdom within ourselves but you need to allow it to go through you oh and here's another thing so when we (laughs) when we take action and we and when we are in that flow mode we allow that wisdom to go through us. Because when you get all these like, oh, these aha moments and, and like powerful information that's coming through you, it's not yours really. Right, we say that it's within us. But um, as you read in Think and Go Rich, there's this, this something in the ether, right? There are the thoughts, there's a massive intelligence out there. And it's just when we are open that we allow it to go through us. So when you are in flow mode and in action mode, you suddenly find yourself doing such wise things and such incredible things because you allow that massive intelligence to go through you. So that's the power of taking action, really.
0: Yes, you're 100% right. That's how I feel about my vision of what my recovery playgrounds are, it's not, I mean, it feels like my idea, right? Or like I planted the seed, but the, the feeling and just knowing that it's going to happen, that all the ideas to show up how to get there. That's why the VA business, again, for example, it showed up and it's a tool, just like money is a tool to get us to filling the dreams and helping the other people. Um, and I feel very passionate about that. And I feel very strongly that I was like a chosen one. And hopefully this doesn't sound too wacky for, for the audience, but nobody else could have the vision the way I have the vision now, but it isn't necessarily my vision. It's just what the world needs. And I feel like I'm just the messenger of that.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah it's so cool. We are all like superheroes. It just makes it so much fun.
0: Yes. I like that. Superheroes. I'm good with that. <laughs> so normally my question, I told you before we get on the air that I ask everybody a question. Oh, another question. You've been well, asking me like a thousand I thought that that was gone. Okay. Let's do what? Is it The fun question? Well, it is. And you might've answered it. Um, which okay. I, which I thought was kind of good because you answered it early, but maybe there's another answer because it doesn't have to be business related but it can be, but my question is, what is your favorite book? That's what I've been asking my entrepreneurs.
1: Oh, excellent. That's a great question. Let me go find it. Awesome. Yeah, well, my favorite book is here. Uh, Look, I love it so much that it's inside this little nice uh, envelope made in Taiwan. (laughs) so uh you might see it the other way around
0: wow zhuan
1: falun yes zhuan falun and you see the letters in chinese zhuan falun so this book is um and someone asked me if i if i was trapped in an island and i couldn't take anything what would i take i would take this book because this book is like my my anchor what reminds me all the time of uh my principles of of what i aspire all the time which is truth compassion tolerance always being true to myself to others be righteous think of others have an open heart compassionate and forbear because i have a vision and i know that that's gonna come true so I need to stand for it and forbear and uh, and so this is the book uh, that reminds me of that truth compassion tolerance it's the book of Falun Dafa is the discipline that I've been practicing for 17 years that my brother introduced me to so
0: I'm so thankful for this I'm gonna look into that I um I I didn't want to go down that rabbit hole because I didn't know where it would take us. But I'm going to ask you when we when we stop recording, because what I've I've stumbled upon was Dharma recovery, which is based on Buddhist practices. And of course, once you discover something, everything shows up and it sounds. I don't want to say it sounds similar because I don't know enough, but I love having just, you know, you're just saying those three principles that are like guiding you to the core and in this Buddhism, there's eight you know, noble truths and, and the wisdoms, and I'm not an expert enough to talk about it, um, to preach, but I find that it's kind of like the self-improvement journey in the classes, right? We don't need to take all the classes. We need to have one belief system and do a really good job at that belief system. Oh, yeah. You, you nailed it.
1: Yes, that's true. So this is what what, uh, brings me back. So long as I keep on everything I do, my thoughts, my actions in line with these principles, then I'm on the right track. Everything's going to be okay. Because these are universal principles. Like nothing falls away from these principles.
0: Exactly. Wow. Well, Natalia, is there anything else you want to share before we wrap it up?
1: Uh, I just want to always be close to you. I I mean, I'm so happy that that we get to be peers in this journey. It's so incredible that we don't know each other in person. And still, I feel that I can give you a hug and I can have such a laugh with you. And uh, I really hope that that happens in real life, but the connections we managed to make in this environment, where these people are suffering, struggling so much, it's incredible. It really makes me feel that there's nothing that can stop us.
0: Nothing. You make me cry again. Um, I'm turning into my mother, I think, as I speak. Um, you just, you just reminded me. Of a story I want you to tell before we go. Um, because it is beautiful. I feel so connected to so many people around the world. And and one of my partners is in the UK, and I will be there someday as soon as I can, and, and you'll be on the visiting list.
1: No way, really?
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yes. Okay. So yeah, I,
0: come to the Isle of Wight. What's that? Come to the Isle of Wight. Well, that might be where this story took place. I want you to talk about um, you know, here we are talking a little bit about some divine stuff in our community. So do you mind sharing the story of Andy with the audience? Just?
1: Oh, the story of Andy? You mean, you mean uh, what do you mean about the story of Andy? Oh, that we bumped into each other? Okay, so as we shared before this KBB community, the knowledge brokers community, all these thousands of people that we met online doing this course to extract our knowledge and, and, and turn our passion into profit, we, we connected us at this deep level, like, like with you, online, and suddenly, uh, you know, I didn't know that there were uh, KBB members in the UK as well. I thought that everyone was in America. Like, this is an American thing. You people are so forward. And uh, we are backward. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so uh, we were, I mean, I was walking down a beautiful beach here in the Isle of Wight. Uh, which is like a mini Britain, a beautiful place. And uh, suddenly I see a familiar face, but that face did not come out. A screen was not flat, it, it had, had flesh. And, it had <laughs> and I was like, Andy, it's you. Natalia, it's you, KDB. And, We made this incredible video live, you know, when I was making this live video and suddenly I see in the image uh, behind me, this person that I knew and she was doing a video at the same time. It was just incredible. Uh, So you see, um, it can happen. You know, now uh, we've connected like-minded individuals all over the world. And so now we created this beautiful network and incredible friendships, and uh, and so we are going to see each other in real life. In I'm sure in any uh, town I walk, there will be someone from this community that I will be able to hug, and uh, and connect at an even deeper level than what we are doing now.
0: Yeah, it, it was just beautiful, and it just goes to show. We don't have to do this alone and we're we don't even know that we have this amazing population of like-minded beautiful people to walk along with so that's absolutely and and andy comes now very often to visit me
1: from london to the isle of Wight. Uh, so um and and we we do these coaching exercises together we help each other in in our to to move forward in our in our business it's so, so incredible to have this kind of friendship yeah. to play, you know, with these things that we, we learned wow. and, uh, and have a friend at the same time, yeah. Wow.
0: Well, thank you so much, Natalia, for being here. I, I am so honored to share you with all the listeners. I do appreciate you.
1: Thank you, Bobby.